My friend Alan Dershowitz. Alan, good morning. How are you? Great. I was on Mark Levin's show this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and he's turned my book, uh, War Against the Jews, into an Amazon bestseller. He has this enormous ability. Well, he, he talks about a book on the show. Uh, he's he big. He showed my book, War Against the, the Jews. No, he's big. When he, when Mark Levin, you know, you're talking about really the one of the preeminent voices in the country. And I'll tell you a quick story, Alan. You'll appreciate this. Is uh, he and I were in a fight because he was upset when John Katzmatidis decided to give one hour of his show, Mark Levin's show on this station, to the former governor Andrew Cuomo. Levin was furious, and uh, John was on my show one morning promoting Cuomo that night. And Levin and I have known each other for years, never really type, but we've been friendly. And Levin was furious that I didn't get angry with John. And I said to John, to uh, Levin, I said, he's my owner. He does what he wants. You know, I, I'm not going to fight with John about who he puts on the station that he owns. So long story short, we didn't talk for the better part of about six months. In fact, he was nasty to me, and I was nasty to him, unlike both of us. And then after October 7th, the day after, Sunday, October the 8th, I reached out to his producer, which, Mr. Producer, and I said, you know... I'm sitting here watching all this coverage. I'm heartbroken. And I feel like all the big Jewish voices, whether it's Sid Rosenberg, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, I don't care. I feel like right now is a time we should not be fighting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I I said, I said, do you think Levin would talk to me today? And he gave me Levin's cell phone number. And that afternoon, it was during the Jet Giant game on October 8th, 3 o'clock that afternoon, we spoke. And I swear to you, Alan, we text each other almost every day. Well, you're both fantastic people. I wish others in the Jewish community would do the same thing. Temple Emmanuel in New York, the largest temple, still will not allow me to speak in defense of Israel. They have Peter Beinhart, who thinks that Israel should be destroyed as a state. This is Temple Emmanuel, but it won't allow me to speak. The 92nd Street Y will not allow me to speak. Um, they canceled me completely. Uh, and other places in New York, uh, the Jewish Jewish synagogues, a synagogue in Miami Beach, uh, in Miami. Uh, Beth Am had this, asked me to speak about Israel, and then two or three people on the board said, no, he's too controversial, and they canceled me. So, you know, Jewish voices. I mean, you know, you, even a thing like October 7th doesn't bring Jews together when it comes to issues like this. No, you're right. I mean, there's still guys like Bernie Sanders and your friend Ron Kuby out there that uh, still sympathize with the Palestinians. But, but you know, I, I do want to ask you, and I don't want to make this too political, but I did say very early on, very early on, I'm going to pat myself on the back, I knew that Joe Biden was going to stab Israel in the back. I knew it because he worked in the Obama administration, and Obama couldn't stand Israel, never liked Bibi, couldn't right. care less, gave the Palestinians and Hamas tons of money, and Biden is a product of that. And and sure enough, Joe Biden, one day, I love Israel, here's some weapons. The very next day, hey, Bibi, shut up, you're an a-hole, and stop bombing little kids in uh, in Rafa. He has turned out to be a big problem. He has, and it's a work in progress. And I'm still working on the administration, him, and uh, I've known him 40 years. I've known Tony Blinken. Uh, it's it's a work in progress, and I'm not going to give up on them. I'm not going to allow Israel to become a one-party partisan issue the way it is, for example, in Spain. If the conservatives win in Spain, the government's pro-Israel. If the socialists win in Spain, they're completely anti-Israel. I want to keep Israel a bipartisan issue, and that's why 
I remain nominally a Democrat. I vote for Republicans a lot, and I have to tell you, any Republican who wants to run against any member of the squad or Sanders or Warren or anybody who's anti-Israel, I will support them financially. I'll go and campaign for them. For me, support for Israel is more important than support for the Democratic Party. I get all that, and I appreciate all that. And um, I'm familiar with your home dynamic. I love you guys like in my own family. So you got to be up to tread uh, a little carefully. But you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me, Alan, as one of us, and we've had this conversation a million times. Forget about Israel for a second. You know inflation is way too high still. You know we're getting strangled by interest rates. People can't take a loan out anymore. They can't buy a house. Chicken is too expensive. Eggs are too expensive. Crime on the streets is at an all-time yeah. high. Yeah. There's a racial yeah. divide in this country that we've never seen before. So why in the world you. would you even consider, forget about the Democrat nonsense, why would you even consider voting for Joe Biden over a guy like Donald Trump? Because I don't like the Republican approach to gay rights, to women's rights, to abortion well, rights. But, but Trump's not anti, but, but he's not anti-gay, and he's, he's for not, the exceptions. The no, he's not at all. Right. But the Republican Party is. The Republican Party platform is uh, anti-abortion and uh, anti-climate control, anti-reasonable gun control. Look, I agree with you. What's going on in the black community today, and I have to be very clear about this, black pastors have come out calling for end to all aid to Israel. That is blatant anti-Semitism. Even Skip Gates, kind of the leading black intellectual in the world, has said there's a long history of anti-Semitism within black churches, particularly in the South, and it's manifesting itself now. Why are African Americans so concerned about the Palestinians? They couldn't give a damn, most of them, about what's going on, even in parts of Africa where there is genocide in other places in the world, in, in, in you know, parts of Europe and Ukraine and in, in the Uyghurs, why are they focusing only against Israel? It's anti-Semitism, and there is core anti-Semitism within the black church, and we have to confront that directly. We, we can't use affirmative action to say, oh, you're black, therefore you're immune from criticism. Yeah. No, yeah. if you're a black anti-Semite, you're an anti-Semite, and we're going to call you on it. Uh, by the way, forget about the churches for a second. And we're actually celebrating Black History Month at my station today. We're about to have a nice round table, some very fine people. But uh, beyond the churches, every time an Orthodox Jew gets beat up in Brooklyn, there's a lot of those stories. It's almost yeah. always a black person. Almost every, in fact, it is always a black person. Let's be honest. So uh, it goes above and beyond the black churches. One more, then we'll take a quick break. I want to get your thoughts on the uh, ruling that came down with uh, Trump on yeah. Friday. I think BB's doing a great job. You know, again, you got Biden and America all over him. Uh, you got all the Arab countries all over him. You got Europe all over him. Mark Levin said something very smart last night. Israel's fighting a war on two fronts. He didn't mean the North and the South. What he meant was in Israel and diplomatically, because at this point there is nobody, including the U.S., there is nobody who is sticking up for Israel and saying BB is doing a fine job. Nobody, Alan, except for me. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I want to join you on that. Uh, I was with the president, the former president of Israel, and the ambassador from Israel last night. There was a big federation uh, dinner at uh, in Miami, uh, where I was honored a few years ago. And so I went there and spoke to them. And, you know, you're right. Israel is diplomatically isolated. I don't envy Bibi. He has an impossible job to do, trying to rescue the hostages, trying to destroy Hamas 
trying to maintain his coalition. I don't love his coalition. I don't like some of the extreme right-wingers in his coalition. But, you know, I've known Bibi since 1970. We go back a long time. I have dinner with him every time I go to Israel. He has dinner with me in the United States. We had dinner just eight days before this horrible event on October 7th. So I am rooting hard for him to be able to accomplish the legitimate goals of Israel while minimizing uh, civilian deaths. But all the civilian deaths, every single one of them, every single one of them is the result of Hamas. You know, I've coined a new term. My, my son actually invented it. You met him. My son is lying. He now refers Good to kid. these as yep. Hamastables. Yeah. Hamastables. <laughs> I like that. Hamastables. That's yeah. what they are. Yeah. They're not hospitals. They arrested a yep. hundred terrorists. Yep. In the most recent Hamastable. Yep. So let's not treat them as if they're Columbia Presbyterian <laughs> or Mount Sinai. They're not. They're, they're Hamas yeah. uh, headquarters that have a few patients that are covers and shields for the Hamastable uh, staff. Your son is exactly right. Yeah, we just saw that yesterday with Nasser Hospital right there, the biggest one actually in uh, in Gaza. We just saw that yeah. yesterday. So that is uh, that's a great job by your son. And look, you know, I saw David Friedman on with uh, Mark Levin last night, and he said, you know, before you start to feel really badly for the Palestinians, and I'm a, a good-hearted guy like you. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to see anybody innocent die. But before we start talking about the innocent Palestinians that are dying every day, and they're lying about the numbers, but whatever they are, he said, just keep in mind, 80% of those Palestinians, without a gun being put to their head, 80% of those Palestinians vote in Hamas, celebrate Hamas, and are okay with Hamas. So don't believe all your, don't believe all your channels in the United States that tell you, oh, they, they hate Hamas. That's a lie, Alan. 